Good day to you ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Focus, episode 94, the review for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen of the North, South, East, and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I am your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And today, we have finally reached that point. The film that I have been very, 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 very curious about since, you know, 2019, like, you know, started, we're talking about Star Wars, Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, before we get into this review, we're just going to go about and do the standard thing where I just give you some background detail about how I was feeling about this film prior to release. So, here's the thing. If I haven't made it clear beforehand on this podcast, I really do like Star Wars. Star Wars, like a lot of other people in the world, I was growing up on. My dad showed it to me when I was a lot younger. And while I don't have, like, you know, the clearest of memories as to when I first saw it, And how I, you know, perceived all three films. I mainly just remember really liking, you know, the Jedi, the Sith, you know, the space battles. And really appreciating characters like uh, Luke, Vader, Obi-Wan, and uh, probably Chewie and the Ewoks, I don't know. Um, I mainly came back to the older films, obviously, after the prequel films came out. And with the prequels, at the time, I really liked them. At least the first one, I thought that film was cool as crap when I was nine years old then I saw Attack of the Clones and while there were some interesting things in that film at age 12 I was pretty sure I knew that I didn't like that movie as much mainly because of the uh, whole romantic like uh, story between Anakin and Padme which was just tedious as hell back then and it still sucks now but we're not going to get into that for <laughs> the, this podcast will go on for too long if I talk about like you know is in my uh, gripes with Attack of the Clones but yeah, then Revenge of the Sith came out, and I remember watching that in 2005 with my friends, and I thought that film was kick-ass. And yeah, then we lived in that whole era for many, many years where there was no more Star Wars, and everybody hated on the prequels. And for the longest time, I was in that camp because, you know, I could recognize the film's flaws beforehand, but once you went to, you know, well, once you study in film, you know, in college and stuff, that's when certain flaws become more apparent when you can analyze them a lot better but it was also just people's prejudice against those films really influenced my opinion about it so then I really started to dislike them even though I still had a secret liking for it so then after The Force Awakens came out and then sort of revitalized the franchise in terms of like you know giving people hope it was a nice you know starting point for the franchise to just go over again and while there was some like you know uh problematic issues going on with the story being a rehash and like some other things uh you know not panning out in the in ways that people had hoped i think it was a good starting point for a new trilogy but then in between that time many things started to become like a little bit more complicated with uh, you know the behind the scenes drama that happened on rogue one and solo and then with what happened with the last jedi which again i'm not going to go into because we have a whole episode about that two years ago which I covered with uh, one of my special guests beforehand. So if you want to listen to that, you know, you can go back to that episode. But essentially, Rogue One, I really like that movie. It's still probably my favorite of the newer films and one of my favorites in general. 
Um, the Last Jedi, while it did some interesting things, I just don't entirely agree with it. I was really invested in it at the time, but I think I had to give it some time just for me to mull on it. And um, especially after watching it, rewatching it recently, I'm just like, yeah, I'm still conflicted about that film. And then there was Solo, which everybody just dismissed for like you know X Y Z reason, mainly because it wasn't Harrison Ford and blah 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 and so on and so forth. But I find that film okay. There's just a few plot elements and certain you know depth to some of the characters that was lacking. But yeah, I don't hate that film as much as everybody else does. With The Rise of Skywalker, especially after The Last Jedi, I was very tepid as to how this you know new film would wrap up this trilogy because. The Force Awakens, like I said before, laid down the groundwork for something really interesting to happen in the future. But then The Last Jedi did a lot of really interesting things, but also some other things which just didn't feel consistent with what's come before. And then with the changing of hands of directors from Colin Trevorrow to J.J. Abrams again, and then all this talk about, you know, obviously because of the backlash of The Last Jedi, there was talk of uh, there being potential like ramifications and rectifications and retcons to what's happened in the previous films. And then the first trailer came out. I was like, eh, all right. Second trailer came out. Okay, I'm interested. And with all the interviews and some of the footage I've seen, I'm just like, oh, you know what? Screw it, I'm going to be back there, like, you know, as close to opening day as I can. So I've seen this film pretty much uh, the day after it came out. And now it's been, you know, one day since I saw it, but two days since the film's major release. And I, I'm i glad I've taken some time just to think about it because I needed some time to process this. And the only other person I've been able to talk about this film with is my sister, who was the only other person who's seen it within my, like, close circle of people. But yeah, Star Wars, after binging, like, all the films in chronological order man i felt so star wars out by the time like you know it was episode 9 finally dropped i'm just like i'm i'm ready to be done i mean besides the mandalorian because i'm really having fun with that show and if you haven't seen it already i'd give it a watch i know some people want as like uh, hyped on it as uh, others are and i'm not like you know is it obsessed but i find it super enjoyable and again besides probably rogue one it's probably my favorite new thing of the star wars like uh new Disney element stuff so yeah a little plug for the Mandalorian but anyway all that being said I have seen the rise of Skywalker and you know what after all this online like you know was it mixed and negative reactions I saw saw emerging online I was ready to hate this film but here's the thing I don't actually hate the film I actually found it pretty entertaining for the most part I don't love it but I don't hate it. I'm just very conflicted. And it's interesting that I'm conflicted about this film again, like I was with The Last Jedi, especially watching that film recently. It's like this new film has created a whole load of new things that I like, but in doing some of these things with its story, character, and character elements and all that other sort of stuff, it sort of negated some of the things I liked about the previous two movies. So then you're just left with a film where it's just like, mmm, this, this is a thing, isn't it? Ooh. So yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about, you know, this film. And there are many, many things I'd like to get into, but this is a spoiler-free review, so I'm going to keep it as clean as possible. But I will allude to certain things in the story and character departments, so be prepared. Anyway, as we do, with any of these reviews, we talk about the story, 
the characters, the presentation, and then the overall conclusion. So strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. This is not going to be a long one because I want to just kind of keep this brief and not get into any of the tedious uh, palaver that people have been discussing recently. But yeah, you know, stick around. It's going to be a good one. Okay, so first up we have the story and it can be summed up as the following. An evil force returns from the past with plans that will send the galaxy into despair and allow the forest order to reign supreme. So it's down to Rey and the remaining members of the resistance to band together and save the galaxy. And that is pretty much the basic elements of this story without going into the era of spoilers. So with this story overall, it's really difficult for me to put it into words because Again, I'm conflicted on it. There were certainly a lot of things that I quite liked, but at the same time, there was a lot of things that just made me go, I don't like that, or just maybe scratch my head as to why. You know, I found myself asking why were certain decisions made during the course of this film. And yeah, just... On the one hand, this film gave me more of what I wanted than The Last Jedi did, but at the same time, on the other hand, it felt like this film had undone key aspects of the previous film that I quite liked as well. So it just adds to the more incoherent elements to this trilogy as a whole. The annoying thing is, it was quite apparent from the time we went from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi that certain outside choices were made that were implemented into this film which changed the course of how this film series was going to progress and I know that obviously with the original trilogy there were changes made on the fly but again that felt like it had a cohesive narrative and everything for the most part went from point A to point B in a straight line with no weird deviations or anything like that and say what you want about the prequels but at least that had a coherent and straightforward through line throughout all three films essentially but with this one you can tell that there was no plan or if there was a plan it was thrown away rewritten and then thrown away and done again it's like everybody made everything up or as you went along so as i was watching this film i kept thinking to myself what would this have looked like if there was a plan? If everybody was on the same page and not trying to do this, that, and the other to, you know, change Star Wars up or like, you know, cater to the fans. And that is, I think, the greatest fault of not only this film, but the trilogy as a whole. But if we're just talking about this film specifically, there are some really cool, wonderful, and unexpected elements that made me smile, that made me laugh. And, you know, speaking of laughter, this film had some pretty good humor, uh, at least with The Force Awakens in this film. It feels like at least when JJ's in the seat, the humor is very, very consistent. And this film was pretty funny with some really good stuff, especially from C-3PO. That guy was funny in this film. And then there were also some other elements that just made me go ooh and ah in the best kind of ways, especially towards the last side of the film. However, there are also a good number of what the hell elements that happened in this film. One in particular that just left me completely dumbfounded. After a certain thing is revealed in the film, I just sort of found myself just sitting there just like, what? Really? I was perplexed. And I just found myself scratching my head for about, I think at least two or three minutes afterwards. Um, but beyond that, 
Also, there were certain mysteries and information that was revealed in this film. And while it was appreciated, I wish some of this stuff had been incorporated into the previous films. Some of it works and some of it doesn't, but there are certain story and character beats which I just feel didn't work and they didn't feel earned. And they could have just been incorporated in the previous films instead of being, you know, sort of shoved in at the last minute here. Some of this stuff is done basically to, you know, retcon what's come before. And some of it's just done to, I guess, help flesh things out or add a little bit of extra fan service for, you know, long-term fans of the franchise. But again, there's a natural way for these things to work. And I just feel like in the case of this film, some of these elements just don't come together in the way in which I think the filmmakers had intended and especially for the fans as well. And it's a shame that this series has ended this way because I can see moments of brilliance, fun and enjoyment that makes me enjoy the Star Wars film so much. But with this film concluding the trilogy, it makes me wonder again what these films would look like if there had been a plan. And I'm not saying that there haven't been any like, you know, attempt to try and make these films as well as they could be but you can clearly see that there was a whole load of outside meddling involved and no proper coherent plan and that's like i think the greatest failure of this is that again from film to film you can see certain things that connect certain things that work but there's also a good number of things that don't but at the same time i just don't feel like moaning too much about it because it is what it is it's a brilliant, fun, yet messy and frustrating experience. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the characters. And I think everybody in this film did a pretty good job with their material. And yeah, I mean, there's so many people to talk about. It'll be really hard to go about and cover them all. So I'm basically just going to talk about the primary cast and then just speak about whoever else I felt did a pretty good job. So firstly, there is Daisy Ridley as Ray. Now, depending on what side of the fence you sit on, you either really like her or really dislike her. Now, Ray, since she was introduced, I thought was an interesting character, but just wasn't written as well as I would like because in the first film, as interesting as it is to see her, like, you know, interact with the Force for the first time and then become, you know, this potential new Jedi for us to root for, I feel like she was shown to be just a jack of all trades with next to no flaws and found a way to go about and do almost everything in a pretty easy manner. But I felt like The Last Jedi and this film in particular have done really good jobs to flesh her out a little bit more, show that she has a few more flaws and insecurities, and that she actually has done some training in order to go back and gain the abilities that she uses so that when she goes up against certain individuals, you can see that like, you know, okay, I understand how you are powerful. But there are also other story elements that like, you know, give you an idea as to why she's so powerful. But yeah, whether you like that or dislike that, that's down to you. But yeah, I have enjoyed Daisy Ridley in the role. She really has started out pretty well with The Force Awakens. But now you can see that she's really settled into the character. She does most of her scenes really well and has really good interaction with several of the other cast members as well. So yeah, Daisy Ridley is pretty solid. And then you have John Boyega's Finn. Now Finn of the three new characters has been my favorite just because of his backstory as he was a former stormtrooper who defected from the First Order and then just decided, you know what, well, I want to fight for good just because, you know, working for the First Order sucks and is, you know, wrong. Unfortunately, I wish since the first film that they dived a little bit more into that aspect of his life 
at least in terms of, you know, was it his backstory, what it's like to, you know, be stolen away from a family you'll never know, and what kind of conditioning they end up having to go through. Um, and I was hoping that there'd be a little bit more ramifications for, like, his defection. And sure, there have been, you know, certain comeuppances for him, especially in the last film as well, but I wish that had been dived into. But that aside, in this film, he was pretty solid. He's literally just that really cool great comrade who has obviously certain first order intel which he can use to help the guys out he has great comedic timing as per usual and he has some really good scenes with uh, you know the recurring cast members but also with some of the new people as well so that's cool and then there's Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron Poe Dameron I also really like he's just has such a wonderful like you know was it positive energy about him but he's also just uh, a bit gruff and you know a bit hot-headed as well and that's sort of like certain elements of uh, characters that I quite like and in this film I thought that he did a good job as well he's basically just a high-ranking member in the resistance now and he's basically just trying to find any kind of help that will you know was it help the resistance you know take out the first order and he has some really good scenes not only with his droid but also with uh Ridley and Boyega and I feel like this film has pretty much solidified their you know was it dynamic as well because for the most part all of these characters were in sort of separate scenarios or were in different pairings but never worked as a trio so to see them all come together it was really nice and one of the things I love about this film is the character dynamics the interpersonal relationships between these characters really really works and the bromance between Finn and Poe is there in full force so if that's something that you liked from the first film that's back in space in this one you really get a sense of like just the really wonderful relationships between these characters and this trio this trifecta very effective and then you have Adam Driver as Kylo Ren now this is a character who has been sort of hotly contested for a little while because obviously this guy ended up killing Han Solo in the first film and everyone was just like we don't want to see him redeemed but then in The Last Jedi, it sort of hinted at that sort of uh, conflict within him after that death and then showed that there may be a chance for redemption for him later on down the line. And this film sort of still flirts with that idea, but also with the fact that he's receiving orders from like, you know, was it a great force now? And while he wants to commit to the dark side at the same time, he's had life experiences now and is dealing with certain things internally which causes him to question some of his like actions and it was great to see that you know in a turmoil going on and then see what ultimately happened to his character I was satisfied with it for the most part and Adam Driver he's just a really solid actor so I was very happy to see that just got to do what he got to do in this film he was very effective and his scenes again with uh, Daisy Ridley those guys have such interesting like you know is it dynamics together so just seeing that play off of each other good good stuff and now we're gonna move on to Carrie Fisher as Leia now this has been a very unfortunate situation that happened with like uh, Fisher when she passed like nearly three years ago now which just it still hurts you know and Obviously, when they were filming this new film, everyone was wondering how they'd handled Leia. Would she be killed off? Would she be, you know, replaced by another actor? Would they use CGI to bring her back from the dead like they did with Peter Cushion in Rogue One? Many, many questions floated up in the air. And 
I feel like they did what they could with this film and I felt like it was effective. There was only so many ways this uh, story could have gone with like Leia and I felt like they did some interesting things with her and it was just great to see Carrie back one more time. So yeah, that's the all I can say about that without going into spoiled territory. And obviously you knew that Mark Hamill was going to be back as Luke Skywalker and seeing his material in this film was pretty good. I really enjoyed just uh, his interactions with Rey and some of the other aspects that you know went on in the film as well. And then you have Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. This guy, oh my god, C-3PO has been one of those sort of dudes who whenever he just shows up in the films, he's normally pretty fun. Always getting into like these silly, dumb, or you know, dangerous situations. And I know that the sequel sort of like, uh, you know, sillied it up a little bit more, but I find a lot of that stuff quite funny. But I feel like this is C-3PO at his best. Some of the lines he came up with was amazing, and the comedic timing and just the way in which some of these jokes work, whether they were verbal or physical, were just fabulous. So yeah, Anthony Daniels is still killing it as C-3PO, so good. And then you have Domo Gleeson as General Hux. He was a character that I sort of liked in the first film, but then he just became so useless and just pathetic in the sequel. So this time round, he's okay, and he did a decent enough job, but I don't have much else to say about him beyond that. And then when it comes to some of the more newer characters, you have Richard E. Grant as General Pride. I really liked him. He was like this high-ranking dude in the First Order. And, you know, he's not much different than all your other sort of, like, high-ranking bad guys within, like, you know, the evil corporation. But, yeah, he was still pretty good. I like Naomi Aki as Janna. She was an ally of the Resistance, and she had some interesting stuff to do with uh, Finn. She was fun. I just wish there had been a lot more of her as well. And then you had Kerry Russell as Zori Bliss. At least I hope that's how you say her name. She was an old, like, uh, associate of Poe Dameron and, like, Seeing their interactions was pretty cool. She had an interesting, like, you know, little bit of backstory going on, and that helped flesh out Poe's, like, you know, world a little bit more as well. I thought she was interesting. I just wish, again, there was more of her. But her interactions with Poe were pretty damn good. I found myself smiling a lot. And then there was Kelly Marie Tran, who we had from before. She came back as uh, Rose, and... She didn't have as much of a significant role in the film as I expected, but I thought she was pretty decent, all things considered. And then you have Billy Dee Williams as Lando Calrissian, and good gravy. It was so nice to see Lando back, because I remember when the first trailer came around, and I was just like, oh, look, it's Lando. <sighs> okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Lando, especially in, like, the original films. But I was like, how much is Lando going to add to this? And I was just like, oh, I love Lando. Bring him back. I remember. I don't care. I'll be one of the membered Barry dudes. Like, you know, so I love seeing Lando in this film. Williams hasn't lost a step. He's still just as charming and fun as ever. But it makes me wish so badly that he'd been implemented before this. There was no reason in hell to not have Lando help out with like the earlier battles that was going on in the previous two films. It is ridiculous that he's been held away for so long. So as much as I had fun seeing like you know Billy Dee Williams again, at the same time it just made me angry that we hadn't seen him beforehand. And I understand for certain story purposes or whatever, if a, if a character doesn't need to be there, they don't need to be there. But at the same time, in this world where everybody sort of needs to band together and just receive help from every which 
department against such a crazy, like, you know, was it force as the First Order? You'd think that they'd, you know, put Lando on the phone and be like, yo, man, come out hiding, we need you, boy. But yeah, another conversation for another time, I guess. And now we have to talk about one other notable character. And it's basically been revealed in the trailer, so it's not technically a spoiler, but if you don't want to hear about this, just fast forward a little bit. I'll put a, uh, what do you call it, a uh, time cap in the description below. But yeah, we have to talk about, like, you know, is it Ian McDermott? I don't know how to say his name, his last name properly, but yeah. But basically talk about Palpatine, Darth Sidious, my dude. I've always loved this character. So then when that trailer came around for The Rise of Skywalker, you could hear that dialogue. I'm like, this is new dialogue. Is the Emperor back? How the hell did this guy come back? I saw him get picked up by Vader and thrown into like, you know, that big old like, you know, exhaust pipe, whatever you want to call it, and then blow up. And we saw that whole thing blow up as well. So it was just completely bizarre to me that, you know, the Emperor was back. So I was curious to see how that whole thing came to pass. And it was told and shown, and I was just like, okay, you know, whatever. But yeah, McDermott hasn't lost a step. He is still just as amazing as ever in this role. And Sidious was just freaking cool. It was nice to see him back. There were certain elements of the character that I wasn't overly keen on or just found to be a little odd. But, you know, overall, still pretty solid. Alright, and now it's time to talk about the presentation, and for the most part, this film is pretty solid, though it wasn't nearly as impressive as I would have hoped. When it comes to the visual side of things, I feel like this film was pretty darn good. Star Wars films have always excelled in creating new, interesting, unique, and entertaining sequences that have, you know, just wowed you, whether it be like the lightsaber fights, the space combat, or ground combat, or, you know, just certain laser fighting, etc. And this film certainly has some really epic, beautiful, and crazy sequences that really show off the, you know, wow factor and the sense of scale. And scaling has always been one of my favorite things about these newer films, where from the time you get to The Force Awakens, to Rogue One, to The Last Jedi, and then to this film, the sense of scale, as opposed to the previous films, is just so huge, so huge, and the camera work is really good. The way in which you get some of these more unique, like, uh tracking shots in these action sequences is crazy especially towards the latter side of the film where everything just goes to 11 that being said some of the action just didn't stand out as much as it did beforehand i just feel like it just wasn't as distinctive or as creative as some of the stuff that's come before and some of it just dissolved into visual noise at times and and that's not to say that there was an effort put into this because some of the stuff on display was wonderful. But at the same time, I'm looking at some of these previous films where they have done, you know, more with less or just had a little bit more, I don't know, specific things that made me go, wow. So, yeah, that's a thing. And then there's the lightsaber combat, which had some pretty solid and kick-ass moments. Some of the choreography in this one is pretty darn good and has some of my favorite stuff in the newer, you know, films. That being said, I feel like the choreography is still something that just didn't pop for me. I really wanted to see something where, you know, was it Ray and 
Kylo have two very different trainers, so maybe that would help in their like style of you know saber combat. So to see like you know two different types of swordplay clashing with each other would have been a little bit more interesting. And even with the original films, which don't have like you know the more super choreographed like elements of the prequels, I feel like there's a nice balance between the two of those films which could work. And I felt like the lightsaber combat had its moments of you know really good choreographed material but then there were other times where it just felt really slow or just lacked a certain dynamic aspect to it that just would make it pop a little bit more but yeah I mean again I don't want to go about and like you know poo poo on it too much because I did generally enjoy it I just found that it could have been a little bit more I don't know there was lacking oomph for me and speaking of lacking oomph then we have the film score now, John Williams is one of my all-time favorite film composers. I love the guy to death. His material has been part of my life since like, pretty much when I started watching films. And in his heyday, between like what the uh, late 80s to like you know the early 2000s, he created some of the best material ever in the history of film. That being said, I feel like he's sort of lost a bit of that oomph in some of his more recent uh, film scores. Besides the Star Wars films, he's not really made any notable uh, film scores that have like that kind of pop. And with The Force Awakens, it was good. I felt like The Last Jedi also had some good elements. And this one has certain elements here and there, but I was mainly more enjoying the reuse of his older themes and how he incorporated it into this new film. And hearing modern versions of some of those older themes is pretty good, but I just felt like this was the first film score for Star Wars that just didn't wow me, you know. It helped enhance certain scenes for sure, but it just doesn't have that, again, that oomph, that classic John Williams style. And I, I'm not going to bag on the guy too much because, you know, he's an older gentleman. He's been film scoring for years and obviously knows how to do it much better than I do. But I was just hoping for just a little bit more of a, you know, something a little bit more distinctive. But yeah, that's just me. Alright, and now it's time for the conclusion. What did I think of The Rise of Skywalker? Well, in a nutshell, I did enjoy the film. I thought it was at least a serviceable end to this series, but at the same time, I would be lying if I didn't find myself just wanting more. I kept finding myself over the course of this film just saying, I wish this film had been done like this as opposed to this. I just wish that this series had been conceived in a more clear-cut manner with a plan. I wish there was a bloody plan. And yeah, there are so many great things about this film, but at the same time, it feels like it's clashing with the stuff that came beforehand in the previous film. And when, again, you look at this whole series as a whole, you're just like, mm, yo, man, this, this just doesn't add up. But then maybe there's probably people that just don't care about that kind of material. They'll probably just watch these films and just enjoy it for what it is. And if you could do that, more power to you. And again, I don't hate this film. Far from it. I still find it fairly entertaining. And I would probably watch it again. But I probably won't rush out to watch it. And there are decisions made in this film that have ramifications for not only this, but the entirety of the Star Wars series as a whole. And whether you choose to accept them or not is going to be down to your Star Wars preference, how hardcore you are and how many leaps of faith and, you know, was it leaps of logic you're willing to take as well. Because this film does require you to go about and uh, leave certain elements 
of like those at the door because otherwise you're going to be thinking about this too much and picking it apart but yeah i would recommend it if you're at least morbidly curious give it a watch but if you've decided that you're you know done with star wars this film ain't gonna change your mind so yeah now it's down to you guys what do you think of the film did it tick your box or did it you know ruin your life <laughs> i honestly want to know because now that this skywalker saga is done and Disney seemed to have learned that lesson about how to handle this franchise. I'm very curious to see how future Star Wars films will, you know, evolve from this point. Especially now that they're saying that they're not going to be focusing on trilogy specifically. So, I'm curious to see what Star Wars is going to look like in a world where the Skywalkers aren't, like, you know, the key focus anymore. I'm just very cautious. But anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comment section below or holler at me on twitter where i'm at hypersonic 55 or at film focus 55 also check out the facebook page where we got film focus podcast on there which is pretty cool and yeah i think that's about it for the time being um i think the next episode of the podcast probably will be the top 10 for this year i know there's a good number of films that i haven't got around to yet which i may do a separate episode for just before the top 10 but i'll keep you updated on that but anyway, for the time being, thank you for listening as always, and until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.